Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, and welcome to another WTF Friday! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's been so crazy this week, especially the last couple of days with news. We've had so much stuff that we've had to do not only WTF Friday yesterday on Thursday, we now are carrying it over to today and there's even more craziness in the news cycle. Uh, but before we get into it, our uh, extra large uh, WTF Friday for today, uh, as always, I'm Jerry Brooks, your baby-faced assassin of conservatism. And always, you can check us out at inblackandright.net or inblackandright at gmail.com if you want to send an email. Well, folks, this is just a whole new level of crazy. Now, of course, uh, come yesterday with the announcement that the Biden administration has uh, developed now a ministry of truth, uh, which they call a disinformation governance board that, that is set up through the Department of Homeland Security. And the head of this ministry of truth is a woman, an elitist white woman named Nina Jankowitz. And believe me, this woman is a mess. She is considered a disinformation expert in air quotes, which means she is an expert at lying and spinning for the government. Now, the fact that you even have this governance board for disinformation really is disgusting to me because this is not government's job. It never has been. It never will be. But apparently, since Elon Musk, uh, in his bid to get Twitter, which, by the way, as a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, the deal is not officially closed. But the fact that there is an agreement that Elon Musk has signed, which he does have several ways, if he wants to, to get out of the deal. He can use that, but until it goes through the regulators and all the other hoops, it's still not quite a done deal. But yet, because of the fear of the left, the authoritarian left, the Biden administration, the mainstream media, the Democrat Party, and all the other various and sundry uh, leftists who have a major league problem with free speech, it's almost like a vampire at a garlic festival. It's just that repulsive to them. But yes, they hate it. And now they're going to do whatever they possibly can to squash Elon Musk and Twitter like a bug. And it's just one more on the list of things that the authoritarian, the authoritarian uh, fascist left wants to do 
to those who have opinions and beliefs that are counter to the official government narrative. I mean, come on, folks. Who'd have thunk? 1984 and George Orwell in 2022? It really wasn't that far-fetched of an idea. It's really not. And it's still not. And now we're starting to see it come into fruition for the midterms. And, of course, uh, Homeland Security Secretary, the incredibly smug and snarky uh, Alejandro Mayuckas, who's already made a full-blown full blown mess of the southern border, and now he wants to add this, that white supremacy is a threat. And, of course, where did he have to go to say that and get applause? Al Sharpton's National Action Network in New York. Man, that's a messed up bunch of folks if ever I've seen one. And now, here we go. Now we're going to do this. This governance board of disinformation. And, and this Jankowitz woman. Whew, mercy. This is the girl who really went all kinds of bonkers on the New York Post when they had the laptop from hell story and squashed it and made and did a pretty darn good job and now that the mainstream media including the New York Times has admitted that the laptop story is real I mean a year and a half later my goodness folks if they're doing this now Think of what the governance board is going to be doing in the next six months as we're getting ready for the midterms. And the fact that Mayuckas had to tell Congress that he wants to protect disinformation in minority communities. In other words, he's basically out to brainwash the minority communities, blacks, Hispanics, and others, because he believes that we're dumb. Minorities are just plain dumb. I can assure you, ladies and gentlemen, there are some that are, but the majority of them, and the vast majority in some cases, are not. Definitely not Hispanics right now. Only 26% approval of Hispanics for Democrats. Independents, 26% approval. They're certainly not dumb. And blacks, well, not quite as bad as Hispanics, but they're not dumb either. But yet, in the minds of leftist elitists, yes, minorities are dumb. And they think people like me are dumb. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. But now, what's, what's really hacking me off is not just this whole ministry of truth disinformation crap i mean that's that's enough to scare anybody with half a brain the government telling you what's true and what's not uh no that that's scary enough on its own but now you have the mainstream media once again going after black conservatives i do not know what goes on in the minds of these people why they have to not just disagree 
with minority conservatives, especially black conservatives, but yet they have to just squash them and to make them out, it's, it's hit pieces, to make them out to be dysfunctional whack jobs, assassinating their characters, God knows what else. And the latest in this is the Washington Compost. Now, what's really funny about the Washington Compost, you know, right underneath looking at this story online, it says, democracy dies in darkness. Well, democracy also dies in the light of day as well, especially when you throw shade on it. But there's a story by a guy named David Gardner who did a story on a congressional candidate, a guy named Royce White. He is a former NBA player and an activist, lives in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Now, apparently, he was normal when he was an NBA player and an activist, but now that he's running as a Republican against Ilhan Omar, and he's getting a lot of attention from a lot of conservative media, now all of a sudden they're making him out to be some sort of a whack job who apparently has mental issues. Now, this really hacks me off because already doing the story just yesterday on my video uh, podcast on Rumble, how Joy Reid, the psycho-racist piece of crap at MSLSD, went after Jack Brewer, a former athlete himself, former NFL player, and has a foundation here in Florida, does a lot of great charitable work for at-risk kids, at-risk minority kids especially, sponsors fatherhood initiatives. Great guy, met him in Orlando at CPAC, and he's also a great man of faith, but apparently again, the mainstream media has a major problem with black conservatives. And they make no bones about it. But they usually don't have the courage to send white folks after them and write these hit pieces. They usually have to get somebody who's black and liberal to do the same to give this aura of, oh, credibility and to appeal to the low-information voters, especially black voters, who seem to continually want to be treated as victims and as disenfranchised and put upon by all these, all these white Republicans, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's pathetic. It's, it's the most whacked-out form of Stockholm Syndrome that I've ever seen in my life. And yeah, I'll probably get into that one day but not here so this story by this David Gardner about Royce White apparently because Royce White as a congressional candidate and he's done a lot of appearances on Steve Bannon's war room pandemic and because he's been doing these appearances and he's held some views that apparently liberals and those on the black plant black liberal plantation don't hold then apparently uh that makes him some sort of a whack job and that's just ridiculous i mean and the republicans are doing it too 
the Republican establishment, what they're doing to people, to black Republicans, especially those who are Trump supporters, that's just as bad. That's just as bad, if not in some ways worse. What they're doing to Kathy Barnett in Pennsylvania, a black woman, when at a time when the Republicans need as many black folks in Congress and other offices as possible. But nope, they want to go after them because they want the establishment wants establishment types. And if they happen to be supporters of Trump and they get Trump endorsements, that makes them apparently in the minds of Republicans as well as the Democrats just as scary. And that's just awful. But in the case of Mr. White, who I have seen uh, before, I mean, an intelligent man, pretty articulate, and apparently, you know, people are like, well, he's just misguided. And, you know, he's not an idiot. He's a smart man, but they don't understand why he's adopted these views. I'm like, shut up. He can, Mr. White, like anybody else in this country, can adopt the views he wants to adopt. And apparently, he's more mainstream than you seem to think. Because there are a lot of people who are upset about election integrity in the 2020 election. It's an issue for them. Not just white folks, not just Republicans. This is one of those issues that crosses party lines. Uh, independents, Republicans, and even some Democrats aren't exactly thrilled about the election from 2020. So I don't know where you're getting that from. But anyway, this a lot of this stuff that has come about because there are oh I'm not exactly sure how I put this but there are some people who seem to th and I've said this before about well there's this this rise in black conservatism and I keep telling them no you're not paying attention black conservatives we've been around for quite a while it's only now as many a growing number have just said we're done we're not living on the plantation anymore. We're not going to be victims. CRT is awful because kids are now being this being taught and programmed in government-run schools that they're victims. Same with same with Hispanic kids, and now and the white kids are being told they're oppressors, they're racist, they're mean, and I'm like. That's just as bad. In fact, I like to think of it, that's worse. I mean, what's worse than being called a victim? Being called an oppressor. And kids, little kids in public schools, they don't think that way. They have to be taught this stuff. They have to be. And I don't know of any parent within my circle of friends who teach their kids this crap. They don't. 
And if they do, then I sure have, I sure as hell have missed it. But most of the people that I know who are parents, they are Christian people. They don't get into this racist crap. They're not nuts. They're not mean. And yet, they're being unfairly painted as well. And they're kids. So no, I'm not going to... I'm not going to deal with that. So yeah, it's uh, it's just crazy listening to this and listening to all of this crap being spewed by the mainstream media. And uh, and Royce White certainly not the he's not the first victim, and he certainly won't be the last. Right now, you have in Michigan, Christina Caramo, endorsed by Trump, an educated black woman. And the Michigan MAGA crowd had to fight the establishment to get her to win the nomination. And she got it. The same in other places. With uh, Georgia. Right now, they've gone after people like Herschel Walker running for the Senate. They've gone after Vernon Jones, who is uh, running for Congress in Georgia's 10th congressional. They're going at, they've gone after people like John Gibbs. He's running in Michigan against one of the never-Trumpers who voted for impeachment, this Pete Meyer. Oh my gosh. And yet, and there are other, there are other black Republican candidates running all over the country. I'm hoping to maybe interview some of them to let them know that Hey, black conservative is not an oxymoron. Now, the people who have problems with black conservatives probably are morons. But that's an entirely different story. But listening to this, going after Royce White now, and of course, they've gone after Candace Owens. They've gone after, of course, most notoriously, Clarence Thomas, arguably the most influential black conservative in the country and has been for 30 years and of course they've gone after others for sure who are in the public eye but yet they still can't get the the authoritarian mean as hell left can't get over themselves they just can't they just are indignant especially black liberals how dare you leave the plantation? How dare you speak out against what we've been programming black youth for decades to believe? And it makes them angry. And the people who are doing this are just pathetic. They are shallow. They are mean. They're pretty much evil, spewing all of this nonsensical crap. All over the place and so yeah I'm having a rant here I'm, I'm definitely having a rant but I'm really sick of it I am truly sick of it I'm sick of the Joy Reeds the Tiffany Crosses the Whoopi Goldbergs all these black liberals in media going after black people of accomplishment they've done it to Larry Elder who was running in California during the recall I met him too. Phenomenal guy. 
He's a sharp man, very sharp. He's an attorney. Yet, people were like, and, the, and some idiot at the LA Times called Larry Elder, a black conservative man, a black white racist, a white supremacist. I'm going, how stupid do these people have to be? And the Los Angeles Times is even more stupid for paying them to spew this asinine crap. I'm, I'm left constantly amazed how mean, racist people in media are still getting paid and still holding their jobs. I really am blown away. And of course, oh yes, let's not forget people like Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben Carson, the man is a genius, a 40-year highly distinguished, internationally renowned career in medicine, went to work for Trump as Secretary of HUD, and people still take pot shots at him. And he is probably one of the greatest American success stories out there. No affirmative action, no set-asides, and yet he became a brilliant doctor and does all kinds of work, he and his wife, Candy, helping, you know, and has a scholarship program for minority kids. But nope, 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 not in the minds of black liberals. Pretty much they're just going to be spawns of Satan, filled with hate, filled with rage, filled with jealousy and envy, and they want to go after people who are other black Americans who are accomplished and don't share their views. So yeah, that's just nuts and pathetic. So before I keep going and going and going, oh, let me get on with another interesting story, which actually, uh, it, they, actually two stories, both involve the CDC. Ooh, that great American institution of integrity. <laughs> yeah, right. Enough to make me want to puke. I don't even have enough Pepto-Bismol to handle that mess. But interestingly enough, we've got an interesting report that... And the, the first one is bad enough. The second one is really going to fry you if, that, and if you're paying attention. But Now, the CDC has recently admitted that their count, they've severely overcounted the number of people who have died from COVID. Now, there is a difference because they seem to think, and I don't know what hospitals have done or whatever, but there is a very distinct difference and has been ever since this nonsense started of people who have died directly from COVID or people who have died with COVID. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, they probably could have died from a heart attack, a stroke, a car accident, something. But because they were testing positive for COVID at the time, they were considered, oh, they died from COVID. Check. Check the box. 
And yet it was wrong. It was all the way wrong. And now all of a sudden, here comes the CDC admitting they overcounted or they miscounted. No, you overcounted. And all of these people who were miscounted or counted wrong, how many of these hospitals got money for that? Hmm? How many hospitals got money for that? Because they had to take what was sent to them by the hospitals, and I'm sure they didn't have some type of uh, some type of accounting system to hold them accountable. It's like, okay, well, wait a minute. You know, did this person actually die from COVID or what? So that, <laughs> whew, that that's bad enough. But here's the one that really ought to fry you, folks. I mean, it really ought to make you mad. Now, in from the Epic Times, dated April 28th this year, hundreds of CDC employees have not, I repeat, have not received the COVID-19 vaccine. What, you might say? Yeah, exclusive report. And I would trust the Epic Times. They do reporting investigative journalism, the likes of which you will never find in the mainstream press. Never. Absolutely never. And, oh, baby. When I read this, I'm like, what the... Yeah, it was a WTF moment, folks. I mean, I want to even read part of this just to let you know how mad you should get that the CDC, the people who ruined and messed up your lives for the past two years with their stupid mandate on travel and everything else, on public transit, have now had their own people who hundreds of their own people who have not even gotten one vaccination, not one jab. Hang on, folks. This is going to really tick you off. Nearly 400 employees at the, centers, at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, haven't received a COVID-19 vaccine according to data obtained exclusively by the Epic Times. A total of 382 workers at the CDC are unvaccinated. Unvaccinated at the CDC. And yet they're the ones who want to push the damn vaccine on everybody. Oh, side note, boys and girls, Pfizer and Moderna are hell-bent for leather and they are trying their dangdest especially Pfizer, to try to get FDA approval for emergency use authorization for a vaccine for children under the age of five. Yes, they want to vaccinate your babies, and yet you have hundreds of CDC employees who are unvaccinated. Anybody want to anybody wanna explain that? And I'm going to continue a little, little bit of this. A total of 382 workers at the CDC are unvaccinated. 
Roger Ando, a Freedom of Information Act officer at the agency, told the Epic Times. Another nine employees had one dose of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. Meaning that they also don't qualify as fully vaccinated per the CDC's own guidelines. That's approximately 3.2% of the CDC's workforce. Now, oh, uh, I'm thinking to myself, it's not just one employee. It's over almost 400 employees of the CDC aren't even vaccinated. Holy crap, folks. That is ridiculous. That ought to absolutely hack you off. And now they are in a full-blown hurry, Pfizer and Moderna, to vaccinate your babies. Vaccinate your babies with a still experimental drug, an experimental vaccine. It's not been approved by the FDA but except for emergency use authorization that's what they're shooting for right now and they have to be stopped because if they're going to put that poison potentially poisonous crap into your babies at i mean from newborns all the way to five years old oh hell no absolutely hell no I mean, I, my family got blessed with two beautiful baby boys in the month of March. I'm pretty much going to be letting them know. If they're telling you that you have to vaccinate your babies, I'm telling my nieces, don't you dare. That stuff is untested. You have no idea what it's going to do to your kids, short term, medium term, or long term. They don't know. You don't know. Your doctor thinks they know. They say, oh, it's safe and effective. Don't take their word for it. They don't know either. They just don't know. I mean, we've already got kids. I mean, grade school kids over the age of five, even adolescents and teens who have had all kinds of adverse reactions. And have they reported it into the, data, the, the, the VAERS database? Not really. Or if they have that information is buried under all that Pfizer material now if you want to learn about this whole mess with Pfizer all of their vaccine data go find a lady named dr. Naomi Wolf dailyclout.io is her website she has a team of 2,500 volunteers along with over 250 lawyers who are taking all those 55,000 pages of the Pfizer data, which they wanted to hide for 70-some years, but they've got them, all of them, and they're going through them with a fine-tooth comb, and the things they're finding, oh my gosh. This is one of those, y'all better pay attention to this because what they're finding is nothing short of mind-blowing i mean it'll you'll probably your head will probably explode 
And if that doesn't happen, you might pop a blood vessel or two because your blood pressure will just get jacked up. This is ridiculous what they're finding. And I even haven't had a chance to go through all of it, but what they're finding is making me so angry. And how many kids, especially the kids, who have had heart damage, nerve damage, all kinds of issues, but nope, can't report that because it's safe and effective, according to the CDC and all these other doctors. It's like, uh-uh, do not buy it, folks. If you don't trust it, trust your instincts, mom and dad. Trust your instincts. If you don't think that a, an experimental vaccine for your babies is safe and effective, trust your instincts. Don't necessarily trust your doctor because they don't know either. Because if anything happens to your child because of this vaccine, you're out of luck. Because you cannot sue the manufacturer, you cannot sue the government. And that right there should be a huge red flag. If you can't hold, hold these people responsible for an experimental vaccine that somehow you've been convinced is safe, oh my gosh, it, it, it will tear you to it'll tear you apart because you could have stopped it. And how many parents have that have gone through that or are going through that because something happened to their kids because of this vaccine that they had to take because of some stupid ass mandate? Who knows? I can't even come up with the numbers, but I'm willing. But I know they're there, and there are more than you can possibly think of. So that makes so that right there makes me mad. But ugh. But ugh. Mercy, help me. But I definitely want to end up on a little bit of an up note. <coughs> I, I do because it's a. Uh, <coughs> Because this one is kind of funny in a way, but it's also very serious. Uh, and it's from here in Florida. Uh, now, Bob Johnson is the sheriff of Santa Rosa County, Florida. And apparently, uh, a few days ago, he made headlines when he said that, om that homeowners who live in his county are more than welcome to shoot at any criminal who breaks into their homes which really made some the well made the whiny left and also you might as well throw in the uh, soft on crime lamestream media into that as well <laughs> it's uh, and it's hilarious because there, there's more than one county sheriff here in Florida who has no problem with the citizens of their county protecting their lives and their property. But what really kind of made me <laughs> kind of smile, uh, Sheriff Johnson, when he said, he added a little bit of a cherry on top of the Sunday just to tick off the soft on crime left. Now, and I quote in his interview, with Fox, Fox and Friends, 
if somebody breaks in your house in Santa Rosa County and you shoot and kill them, the chances of them reoffending after that are zero. And we like those odds. And I thought, ow, ow. Oh, mercy. I laughed. Now, it's like, well, why are you laughing? It's like, simple. It, because there's a truth, there's an element of truth in it. If somebody breaks into your house and you're the homeowner and you shoot them for breaking into your home and they're dead, I mean, how likely are you to reoffend? Recidivism is the proper word. Now, the crook, the criminal will more than likely try it again, but if the homeowner shoots the intruder, you know, stand your ground laws, which some people have major problems with, it's like, I don't have a problem with it. If somebody wants to try and break into my home and try to do harm to the property or myself, uh, they're going to meet my friends, Mr. Smith and Mr. Wesson, because I, they were not invited they are they're more than likely going to do some kind of harm to me or to the property I live on and this is not acceptable and yes I will I will shoot them and if they happen to die and get to meet Jesus well that's you play stupid games you win stupid prizes and I will have not have a problem with that now I don't know about the prosecutor in Santa Rosa County. I mean, I don't. I hope to God they're not bought and paid for by George Soros. But there are plenty of people who, in other places around this country, who have George Soros bought prosecutors who want to go after the homeowners, and somehow they're the criminals. They're the ones who. I said, this is why uh, stupidity doesn't discriminate, which is one of my main rules. Because how in the heck can the people who were being broken into when their home was invaded, how can they be the criminals? I I've never understood this messed up logic. But the fact that you have county sheriffs especially in a state like Florida which because a lot of these well some of these not a lot but there are 67 counties in Florida and each of them have a sheriff now some now like the county I live in happens to have it's very rural it's not like there's a city or, I mean, there are cities, but most of the people who live where I live, live out in the country. And it's not like the sheriff can get there as, you know, like in a couple of minutes. And so, yeah, you, you as a resident of the county have to do things to protect your property. And a lot of my neighbors around where I live 
we are all practitioners, or most of us are practitioners, of the Second Amendment. And we're fine. We don't get mad at each other. We don't shoot each other. And so, yeah. So thank you, Sheriff Johnson, because there is, there is, a, there is a sense of truth in that. You're not going, you know, the word might get out to other criminals that, hey, uh, don't go to this particular house because they will shoot you and you might end up dead. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm kind of liking that idea. A little law and order and maybe a little bit of the fear of God or the fear of, of a Glock <laughs> works for me, actually. <laughs> and, yeah, I can deal with it. I can deal with it just fine. But, well, what can you do, folks? And as I see by the clock on the wall, my goodness. Ugh, it's what a way to end a week, folks. But, hey, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy that you've taken the time to listen. I greatly appreciate it. Have yourself a terrific weekend. I do believe there is a Trump rally tonight. Uh and uh, Nebraska, I believe. First time I've seen a Trump rally on a Friday night as opposed to a Saturday. But, hey, it's okay. It's going to make for a fun weekend. Might even watch a little bit of the uh, NFL draft. Who knows? But take care of yourselves, everybody. Have a fantastic and blessed weekend. See you good folks on Monday. And always remember... Patriots come in all colors.